Welcome back to Movies and Mocha's Caffeinated Film Talks. We are recording today from Healing Interactive Massage Therapy. They specialize in lymphatic therapy and cupping massage. It is honestly like the most relaxing thing you'll ever do. It's great. Um, You can visit their website at healinginteractive.com for more information, but believe me when I say it's like legit the best thing ever. Um, They've been gracious enough to let us record in their office space on their off days. Um, So yeah, give a big shout out and a thanks to them for allowing us the space to do this podcast. On with the show. Hey, I'm Drew. Welcome to Movies and Mocha's Caffeinated Film Talks. This is where we drink coffee and discuss our favorite movies. Each week, one of my friends and I will talk about a different movie. So brew your favorite coffee, relax, and let's get started. Welcome back to Movies and Mocha's Caffeinated Film Talks. I'm here with Jen again. Hi. And we are going to, uh, it's going to be a rare episode. We're doing a rated R film. And... It goes, it's one of the exceptions to my rule, because my rule is I don't do rated R, uh, but we're going to talk about The Judge today. It's a, it's a good exception to the rule. It's it a is one. a good exception to the rule. Yes. And before we get into why, we are, I'm currently waking Jen up with some Coast Coffee. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> she called me, she's like, when are you coming with the coffee? I've been looking forward to this all day. Yes. All day. It's great. Freshly brewed pour overs. Um, you guys can go to coastcoffeeroasters.me and get your own Coast Coffee and be as happy as Jen is right now. She is very happy. Yes. If you can't tell by her very relaxed and laid back. <laughs> yes. So happy. Uh, yeah, go to coastcoffeeroasters.me and you can get 20% off by using the promo code moviesandmochas20 at checkout. Uh, so the judge. I think we should preface to like it's. I do believe it's more rated R because of language and. Yes, it's definitely because of language and one one scene. Yeah, two but that, two scenes. But that's not even two scenes. It's not even super extreme. No, 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 no. There, but there are two scenes. But before we get into that, uh, it came out October tenth, two thousand fourteen. David Dobkin directed it. Robert Downey Jr., Robert Duvall, mm. Vincent Dionaferio. I don't know how to say it. I don't know I how to say his last name, is. but I, yeah, I know who he yep. is. Jeremy Strong, Dax Shepard, Billy Bob Thornton, Vera Farmiga. Like, it's a top-notch cast of people. Fantastic There was cast. even, uh, oh, what's his face? He plays, uh, he's the new M in James Bond. Uh, he's in it. He does a little cameo appearance in it as the Doctor. Um, I just noticed it this time. The doc, the doctor who told. Okay, yes, the yeah. doctor, his dad's doctor. Yeah, his okay. dad's doctor. Yeah. Uh, I didn't realize it until like. What is his name? I'm looking it up right now because okay, because his face is in my brain, but his name yeah. is not registering. Yeah. So give me one second. Dennis O'Hare. That's who it is. Yeah. Oh, wait, so no, he's not in, no, he's from The Proposal, not James Bond. That's why we know him, because we just talked about The Proposal. He was, he was the FBI, he was the FBI agent. Not FBI, but Interpol agent, or no, the, uh, immigration. Thank you. We need more coffee. 
Yes. I haven't even drank mine yet. Oh, mine's like half gone. I know. I was waiting for it to cool down. Oh, yeah, well. Uh, yeah, so he's in it, too. It's just, it's a top-notch cast of people. Um, and it's definitely rated R more for the language mm. than anything else. Um, but even then, it's not over the top. Like, it's it's a lot, but not in an obnoxious way. But you know once they, do you know that the rule is that they're allowed After to have one, one yep. F-bomb? It's my favorite game to play. Yeah. It's, it's y- once you learn that, make it a game to be like, okay, where are they going to put it in this PG-13 movie? Yeah. Well, and that's also why I wanted to preface, like, it's not a Mm-mm. gory or any type, you know, it's, it's oh, rated no. R more for, like, the language and the... <laughs> yeah, because I, and I, f- and I, and I hope that, like, at this point, you know, the consistent listeners and everything know that I have, like, I have a pretty strict judgment with what I watch and what mm-hmm. I tell people to watch. There are a handful of very inappropriate movies that I've seen, but it's, like, but it's, like, I don't tell people to go watch those. Right. You know, it's, like, oh, I saw it, and I know why it's rated this. I can say I saw it. And I can yep. say I saw it, but I'm not going to go tell people. That's right. But I tell everyone to watch this movie. And oh, so so hopefully, so hopefully people feel that I have a better judgment, at least, in, like... Why we're talking about the judge. Oh, that was so poor. I'm so sorry. <laughs> All right, we're done. Uh, pack it up. I'm so sorry. Um, I'm going to drink my coffee. <laughs> insane that, like, this is, like, a rated R movie worth watching. Because mm-hmm. it's not, like we were saying, it's not rated R for, like, it's not, like, an Nudity a rated R movie. Or anything. It's just, yeah. it's real life. And, mm-hmm. I mean, before we started recording, there was at least one F-bomb that came out. Like, and real life has language and so it is rated r for r for real well i feel no that's legit like this is such a it's so hard true like truth feeling story it hurts it's not based on true story let me just preface i mean like it's a story i feel like it's not one story it's not one true story but it's like the story of life yeah i you know I feel like it's one of those where everyone can find something to relate. Yes. And I feel like everyone comes from dysfunction of some sort. And this is one of those movies that you can sometimes look at and be like, okay, at least it wasn't that bad. Or it's either at least it wasn't that bad or it's, oh, someone out there relates to me, you know? Um, Yeah. Yeah. So I, uh, and also, like, people who know me and hopefully listeners who have listened to everything, like, know that I don't cry when I watch movies. Right. It takes a lot to get me to cry. You don't cry. Yeah, you don't cry in general. Yes. Well, except for when I'm at church. But that's right. Holy Spirit will just hit everything. Uh, but no, yeah, I just I'm not an outwardly mm-hmm. emotional person, especially with crying. And this movie, every time I watch it, I cry. Like... Not bawling, but I get choked. I have tears every single time. And the more times I watch it, the more often in the movie I cry. (laughs) You know? like The first time I watched it, I was so taken aback by the ending that (sighs) I, like, I did, I teared up at the very end. I've watched it multiple times. Every time I tear up, every time I cry. This time, I'm, like, halfway through the movie and I'm crying. Like I cried when... 
He knocked over his movie movie projector. I love his brother so much. Dale. I love him so much. So to, this is gonna be a this is gonna be <clears throat> a an emotional one. It is. This movie brings out emotions. It does. Yes. Um So you've got Robert Downey Jr., who is a lawyer. Yes. Not just any lawyer. He big is big shot Chicago lawyer. He is a big shot lawyer who's one of the top lawyers of getting the wrong people. He's a defense attorney. He's Correct. one of the top defense attorneys for the peop- the crooked people and gets them off because innocent people can't afford them. Correct. Um, That's a line in the movie for anyone who hasn't seen it. Which also, ta-da. I feel like I should say this now before we get too far in spoilers because not a lot of people I talk to have seen this movie. Yeah, I mean it's and, hard to not spoil it. Like, and so I, even though this one is seven years old already, which wow, but I almost feel like I need to give more than the generally accepted spoiler alert of like, hey, if you haven't seen this movie, yeah. go watch, go watch it before watch listening to this podcast because yes, go watch it before you continue because we're gonna talk about everything. I mean, it there's so it's so deep and so many layers that you can't not spoil. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. So. Yeah. So. I don't, I don't know. Robert Downey Jr. plays Hank Palmer. He's a big yes. hotshot defense attorney in uh, Chicago. Um, hasn't been home in 20 years. Has not really spoken to his dad. And or in his that, family. his whole family because of his dad. Mm-hmm, because of his dad. And his mom dies. Yep. So he has to go home for the funeral. Yep. And he's the middle son of three boys. Mm-hmm. And has to then deal with his estranged father who is played by robert duvall and is who is amazing oh yeah and he's the town judge small town small town small town indiana Mm -hmm. i carlin carlinville carlinville which is actually there's a carlinville illinois is there but they wanted to base it in indiana so they made it carlin carlinville indiana and they geographically put it close to evansville which is in like oh, northeast yeah. Indiana, which is close to Ohio. Yeah. So right out of the bat, I am feeling very uh, um, relatable to this movie. Yeah, I mean we're both. Yeah. Yeah, I even put in my notes. Uh, nothing like a good old Midwest town. <laughs> I didn't even say old. I said old. O l e. I said nothing oh. like a good old Midwest yes, town. Yes, there you go. His line where he's like, "Nothing changes." Mm. It's so true. Well, and he is the judge, and not just that, like, he's been the judge for how much? Did you say that already? Like, he has been. Yeah, he's been the judge for, I don't even, I don't even think they so say. So his reputation is just, but you can tell, he was the judge when, um, yeah, when, when they Hank, were kids. when Hank was a kid, and because you do see where he goes in, see, like, quietly to watch, and he's, you know, um, he remembers he's saying a tagline that his dad says, you know, about yeah. when he's convicted, but that, he's so funny. Um, I do, and with as deep as this was, I do appreciate the few little uh, humor, lighthearted pokes. moments. Yes, Dale brings lightheartedness to oh, it. I love him. So I much. love Dale. Yes, and Dale, and, and you just see how quickly, especially Hank, instantly just goes soft. Yes, you see you, it with you see the whole family, like no matter because it's. A very dysfunctional family. Yes. But you see the instant that something is up with Dale, almost always everyone just kind of goes soft and is like, we'll put it away. Well, you could say that, but Glenn, who's the oldest, is gets very short-tempered with Dale. Yeah. You can tell the difference. Like, It's funny because they wanted, at first, he's um, shown as this hot shot 
you know, cocky kind of egotistical. Um, I can do all things better. I can do anything you can do. I can do better. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> when it comes to law, and um, I mean, there's several. Which he's not entirely wrong. True. The, um, the reputation of Hank Palmer does prove that. Yes. Um, I mean, he even told his dad that he couldn't afford him. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, you can afford me. But the minute that, that Dale shows up, um, and we'll have to say, Dale is, I would say, what um, has, like, autistic. Yeah. Almost like a, like a. I wasn't going to say Down syndrome. No. Not no, Down no, no. syndrome. It's more of an autistic. autistic. Um, he is a, he has a disability. Yeah. Um, he has a fixation with cameras and filming and. Um, taking videos. Yeah. So the so the first time you see him, he's taking a video of, you know, Hank. Which is such a soft moment because even before Dale shows up, you have, you know, Hank being a... Not nice person. Thank you. And not a nice person in the courtroom, to not in the courtroom, but to the other court, to the yeah. lawyers and all that kind of stuff. But then, and even, he's very cynical even when he's driving through his hometown. Right. He's very cynical about all of it. Like, man, nothing's changed. Like, back, well, I mean, back to way to the way it's always been. And I, but then the second, like, you, he just breaks. He sees his mom and the casket. Well, and, and you just, can tell he loves yeah. Dale. You can just tell. Like, oh yeah, he's the middle, and it's almost like you see the order. But there's that there's that point where Glenn says, you know. Don't pat me. I'm the big brother. But it's almost like he's the big brother to Hank and Hank's the big brother to to Dale. Dale. And Glenn's just kind of agitated by him. Yeah. Um, but I think part of that. Glenn's is, also had 20 more years. Of that's being exactly what Dale. I was going to say. Yes. Yeah. Um, I think it's more. And he has his own kids. Yeah. You know, he's got his two boys and um, um, and they're, you know, playing baseball, which is what you find out is that was Glenn's dream and he was an amazing baseball player. But was it his so. dream or more of the judge's dream? I feel like he wanted to do it too. Yes. Because he's now, but he is also now pushing his own boys to be the best of the best. Yeah. But I don't know. But that it still makes me think how much of it was, is still being influenced by the judge. I feel like, I don't know that it would be so much. Cause Glenn, Hundred percent, just wants to please his dad. Yes. So, and you see that through the whole film. And he's kind of vicariously trying to get his kids to live through. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. And and so that makes me think of like I have no doubt that Glenn loved playing baseball, mm-hmm. but how much of pushing to make it the career was the judge, and yeah. then how much of him pushing his kids to do it is influenced from judge. Well, there was that conversation that him and Hank had too. About the one kid's great, but the other one wouldn't know a baseball if it hit him in the face. No, the one where he said, "Is that what you want? You want me to tell you I'm proud of you?" Mm. So maybe it what like all these kids are you yeah. know vying for attention. Because even at the very end, for, not attention but approval. Yeah. Because yeah. even at the very end, what were his last words? You say you are. He's like I'm what? Was it like you are the best lawyer? After that. Oh, he did say he was proud of him, didn't he? Nope. After that. What are you doing to me, Drew? The very last words, because I just watched it two hours ago. Oh, that's why I watched it like a week ago. The very last words he says is, Glenn really could have made something of himself. Oh. And that's when Hank is like, yeah, he could have, and turns away and says, I bet I could catch a sunfish quicker than you. And the camera shoots out, and you kind of see Hank, uh, you see the judge just kind of like, 
yeah drop his head and then but we're jumping ahead so all that to say <laughs> i i have no <clears throat> doubt that glenn loved baseball and yeah. but i i i 100 think that the push for both glenn and then now his kids has been the influence of judge yeah well because judge was the high band in town like it's yeah it's almost like you know well my dad's the pastor i'm a pastor's kid you know i've yeah. got to gotta do what he I've, wants i've got this persona that i was born with and now i just yeah i can't make a mistake yeah you know so all that to say uh going back to dale hank loves dale yeah and he and he is very patient but it's almost like he is when he is introduced at the beginning as this cocky egotistical like remember when he looks at the other attorney and i can't think of his name but he's in 10 things i hate about you and he's joseph gordon lovett's best friend but he's the attorney in this movie and he looks at him and he says so how many times has your mom died how many times have you used that and uh hank just looks at him and goes just once just this time it's like you know. first time yep first time and um so to see how instantaneously he can look at Dale and just understand and become kind and become loving and nurturing. Um, That to me shows the mom that he's missing hundred percent. And because his, because his dad, the judge is very short. Like he tries to have serious, he tried to talk about his marriage with him, you know, tries to have serious conversations with him and it's met with, um, just kind of this pushback of it's not you fix it. You made a mistake or stop crying or what, you know, like yeah. what do you want me to say? I'm proud of you or um, <clears throat> just kind of like when he shows up for the funeral, his dad, the judge doesn't know he's coming. And what does he do? He shakes everyone's hand and gives them a hug. Mm-hmm. And his own son comes in. He hasn't seen him in how many years? 20. Exactly. Yeah. And he does not hug him. And you can tell it bothers him because he actually mentions it. Oh, yeah. Later. Because he's like, well, he hugged everyone else. But yeah, no, it 100 percent. It gets Hank every time. And Mm -hmm. I think the more I watch it, the more it breaks my heart. Yeah. Every time. Because it happens all the time in the movie. He the judge openly gives affection to everyone but Hank. Like. I, it just, yeah, it breaks my heart. Okay, but what about, like, this is a perfect example, that one-liner, where the judge looks at him in the car, and he says, I wish I liked you more. Yeah. And then Hank says, I wish he died instead of mom. Like. Oh, 100%. I, the, yeah, I kind of felt that super deep. Oh, it. Because you would normally never say that. You would just hold your tongue. But that just shows how deep, I mean, there is definitely resentment and bitterness. And you don't know the whole story even at this point. You just know there's so much unresolved anger and that has led to this bitterness and resentment just by these little one-liners that they're saying, you know. Yeah, and I think it's, I think it also shows they're so similar. Mm -hmm. They're so similar. And with that, when they're in the car, I wrote down, the the shot of when they both are stormed out of the car they okay. they're so identical people hank and the judge are just because the judge just starts walking 
Right. He doesn't care. Hank storms out and just starts storming the other way. And I don't even know how to explain it, but I feel like that shot is so powerful. First, of you see it in close, facing Hank, so you see the judge in the background, not even stopping to walk. Right. And then it pans out, and you see the car in the middle, and you just see them both walking in opposite directions. And then Glenn and Dale are just like, what do we well, do? Well, that's just kind of what he did. He just yeah. ran. He you always know? runs. But there but you find out later why there's that deep seated issue. Yes. So moving But on. I show but I think that camera shot shows that's the perfect visual representation of how similar they are. Because they're so similar, they do butt heads even more. Right. You do have that issue that we come to realize in the, at the end, but still um So what happens is the judge gets convicted of this gets arrested he does not get convicted he gets arrested um for this murder yeah for a hit and run and um through all of this you start discovering that he has like the health issues he's been hiding colon cancer um yep and um that's where the doctor comes in Mm -hmm. chemo is causing all of these side effects with brain fog and memory and hank noticed it at the courthouse when he couldn't remember his bailiff's name gus yeah and Gus and you just thought he was him. drinking. Right. Because apparently he's a recovering alcoholic. Yes. And he brings that up a few times and he Which doesn't. Which I think they don't say it, but I really think that also plays into all the issues between them. Oh, abs- more it than likely. To. Absolutely. It has to. Absolutely. Um, <clears throat> but um, so it comes down to he ends up representing his dad. Like he was going to leave. He was on the plane. Yeah. And Glenn called him and asked him to come back because his dad was getting arrested. And the judge refused his service, said Mm -hmm. no. And he basically forced himself into the meeting with the local attorney who is Dax Dax Shepard. Yes. They're at the preliminary hearing, all this kind of stuff. And you just see, you first see how good Hank really is. Yes. And you also see how much he actually cares. As yeah. much as he hates it, he does care for his dad. Yeah. If he didn't care, he wouldn't be as upset. True. But he also wants to be, like, the best. He already ha- he has this reputation. Well, he has to prove to his dad that he's being good. the best. Yeah. So when Dax is sitting there and he, like, ends up throwing, you know, ends up in The contempt. legal pad. Yeah. He throws the legal pad. He's writing stuff down, you know. You, you can't, can't prove eye contact, <laughs> idiot. Um, but I think what's great, too... is that Dax's character is the hometown good boy. I want to follow the rules instead. It's, it's literally like an opposites, not an opposite, but it's an opposite attract kind of thing. And that's why judge went to Dax. Yes. Is because he said, I want someone who will play by the rules. Yes. Not someone who cheats. Yeah. And you see that dynamic. Well, for me anyway, I thought it was a really good dynamic of, you know, having this hoity toity yeah. attorney and then this other guy who still sticks around. He's still there. Oh yeah. And but yet he's learning from one of these great people and he's staying in that town. You know what I mean? Like cuz Hank's going to go home eventually. I don't know. I just well, felt like that was a good I have a thing for the end of the movie, but yeah. And then like yeah, so then uh, he gets the preliminary goes to where he ends and up being who put is on the trial. prosecutor, Billy Bob Thornton. That's his name. Couldn't Man. remember. Oh yeah. Oh, 
I forgot that he was the prosecuting attorney and there are so the, many there are so many people in this movie I, that I'm like I forgot you were in it. I was like sitting the at sheriff. Home. I can't remember his name, but I forgot he was in it. The guy who plays the older sheriff. I can't think of him right now. He's but he does a lot of TV shows. Oh, so like, I would know if I saw. Yeah. Oh, I see his face. The one with the mustache or the was that the deputy? I don't know, the older guy. Oh, they're pretty old. But when I I was at home and I'm watching this movie and I just it was one of those moments that Billy Bob Thornton makes his first appearance and I live alone with my animals and I so I think the announcement I don't know why I make announcements but sometimes I just sit by myself I'm like oh, do you know who, Billy Bob Thornton like I'm looking at my dog like she cares yeah I'm like well there's not another human for me to get excited with he's just phenomenal yes oh yes the sheriff. um yeah I don't know but you're right he's on a lot of tv shows but yeah. He is, he can play so many, so many, I mean, I'm not going to mention some other movies because a lot of them are rated R and I don't want to promote those movies, um, but he's just, he's fast, done enough that so even much, I know so who talented. he is. Yeah. yeah. Like, and, um, and he plays the prosecutor with just this little smug, like he has a chip on his shoulder he, against Hank. Yes. And I just thought that was great because Hank has a reputation. Yeah. But, you, but also these people in the town you ha I had to remember they grew up with Hank mm -hmm. so they know all the stories they know all the issues yeah and now he's been gone but now he comes back well and, and it shows with a small town like how many people <clears throat> sh like approach Hank out of aggression and hate rather than glad to be back because of his yeah. name yeah because let's talk about that too the small town name He's like, you're a Palmer. Like that that's what everyone says is you're a Palmer. Mm. And it's like, man, that reputation is just it's so hard. It's so hard. I can imagine it would be that reputation of like, well, well, because when you find out the reasoning of the whole why Gus is not playing baseball and things like that, um, and the whole point of he his spoiler alert, his dad sends him to juvie yeah and his dad like instead of you know 30 days him, of community service yeah. which is what the prosecutor recommended right and then you find out that this person who the judge is um accused of killing is a kid that he went soft on and blackwell yeah and who then murdered who ends up getting out and murdering his girlfriend what did they say like two yards from the Palmer's house like and the pond was, or yeah the, like right behind mm -hmm. their property it yeah. was right there and so you I mean I as a Palmer kid you would probably think they got away with a lot but then this happened and I wonder if the judge was like oh as you're watching it yeah. you're thinking oh so maybe he was trying to teach him a lesson or trying to and it's just I, th I think with being having that name, you know, sometimes it's like, oh, you're like I think of celebrity kids who don't get any privacy yeah. half the time and they're, you know, surrounded by paparazzi. That's just all they know. And or pastors, kids in a church. Absolutely. It's the same thing. You yeah. go out and it's like, oh, let me treat them differently because of who their parent is, who they it's, what their you name know, is. Exactly. Yeah. A name. And um, but you're right. Yeah. You're you're a Palmer. 
and Man. it's and it's interesting how many more people approached him out of hate and aggression because of it rather than yeah. you're back and i think that also really plays into everything in the courtroom yeah but, um i don't remember where i was going with that but yeah so you're just talking about the name i know but like where we were going <coughs> with that conversation of the name i but yeah drink more coffee i chugged it it's gone oh is it mine's yeah. I was ahead of you at the beginning. I know. W- once it gets to this, it, there's a perfect temperature. Once it hits that perfect temperature, it's gone. Oh. Yeah. I just figure there's a perfect deliciousness, and that deliciousness is coffee. There is that, too. But I for me, really I have, like, there's a perfect sipping. temperature where it's not too hot, but not too, like, lukewarm yet. Mm-hmm. And it's once it gets to that, I have a very small time frame to mm-hmm. drink it, and I just chug it. Oh, I'm just enjoying so. it. Yeah. <clears throat> so back to the court, he gets yeah. this, this. The preliminary trial goes, the judge decides to go to court. Yes. He does not remember yeah. um, killing him. He shows up at home. And that that's right before you find out what he's been getting chemo. Yeah. Also, that same night, all the brothers go to the bar. And yeah. a lot of things happen that night. Yes. Yeah. We see how qui- how much of a fast talker Hank is. Yes. We see how well Robert Downey Jr. looks in a black leather jacket. Robert Downey Jr. looks good and pretty. He's like forty nine, and I looked this up. He was like forty nine when they filmed this movie, mm. too. By the way, uh, and then, well, we have to not to not to cut you off, but we have to also mention real quick. Before the bar that night, this is the night of the funeral. Like yes. they just buried his mom. That morning at yeah. the diner, he runs into his old girlfriend. Yes, that he ran school. out on. That he ran out on Sam. You don't find that out until later, but I mean, no, he brings up that it's an ex girlfriend. <clears throat> no, you don't. You don't oh, find that out that out, he. Yeah. yeah, the whole story yeah, of yeah, yeah. how he went to a Metallica concert and never came back. Yep. Uh, yeah. yeah. So he meets Sam, have the funeral. They're they, at the judge's house, and once again, Hank and the judge get into it. Yep. Uh, and so, um, Glenn is like, "Let's go to the bar." Yep. Like, because you don't need to be here right now. Glenn does def- can diffuse the situation pretty quickly. Yeah. He really can. He knows when to. Mm-hmm. And I think that's being the big brother. But yeah. so then we're at the bar, and it ends with. Uh, Hank making out with the bartender which is so great when we then later find out who she is yes which we're not I'm not gonna say that spoiler if you want to say that spoiler I just because that's one of those it's a like, whole storyline it's just so yes. crazy <laughs> oh man yeah and it really messes with Hank oh yeah because then we find out so I will say it we find out that uh, the bartender is Sam Hank's ex-girlfriend's daughter who then later to find we, out hold on and then we are <laughs> held at the seat like at the edge of our seat for like another hour wondering the same thing that hank is wondering like oh, is that my is that hank's, hank doesn't wonder it right away no but then she tells him well when so, she was born and even then he doesn't think about it he, 19 is it 92 or 99 i thought it was 89 i don't know it's sometimes it's a 90s but um and well Plot-wise, let's also talk about how at this point, Hank's decided to stay, so he's cleaning out his room, and he finds the old Metallica shirt, puts it on, and then goes bike riding. Yes. <laughs> Which, is that I watched that moment. That's the scene when I was like, 
how old was he when they filmed this? Because he does not look his age. Mm. And he and that's why I was like, he's forty freaking nine in this film. And I'm gonna plug another one of his movies right quick, but I need to see how old he was when. Because I'm gonna tell you how old he was when I became a Robert Downey Jr. fan. Okay. I've just adored his. I mean, I can tell you how old. I uh, know I can't off the top of my head, but I mean, mine was Iron Man, so 2008. Oh. So, what year was he born? I don't know. Let me see. I don't remember. I think I think IMDb said 68. Anyways, so. and he goes bike riding, and it's a very freeing moment. Like, and it made me want to go take a bike on a country road because I remember those days. You just take the bike and just go down that country road. The cornfields, the wind is going, the sun shining, and it is the most freeing moment you can ever do. I never took both of my hands off. I was never that good at balancing. But and then Hank falls, and then Sam and Carla pick him up, and that's when we find out uh, mm-hmm. that Carla is Sam's daughter, and that was born in I think it was eighty nine. I think that's the that's the time frame in the movie. Are you sure? No, but I I feel <laughs> like it is. I feel like it was the nineties, but I will tell you, I became a Robert Downey Jr. fan when he was well. The movie came out in nineteen ninety three. Um, and if you've not seen it, it's just, it's phenomenal. It's called Heart, Heart and Souls. And I'm not going to tell you what it's all about because it's not what this podcast is about. But he was 28 when it came out. And I've seen that movie. My mom rented it at Blockbuster one time. And showing my age. And we watched that VHS like there was... Like it was going out of style before we knew DVDs were going to exist. Um, oh, such, interesting. Yeah. Um, so, so to say he's 28 and you said he's 49 in this movie, I'm like, I feel like a solid fan. I'll have to, uh, yeah, I'll have to check that one out. It looks interesting. It's really, it, it is really cute. But anyway, so yes, we do. <clears throat> I'm really good at circling back around. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, so Hank's in the car with Sam and Carla. That's when we kind of find out relationships her age, all this. But Hank doesn't really start wondering right away. Find out she's going to law school, which is odd. Are you sure? Because I don't he think kind so. of is in the car. He's like, I what think... year were you born? Yes. Well, yes and no. And he asked, like, what month? No, he said what year. I don't yeah. remember if he said what month. But she says the month and the year. But he kind of puts it away. Right. Like, I don't think he wants to think <clears throat> about it. And then, but. I think he's more shocked that. No, but remember in the car scene where she takes her hair. I know. That happened first. Okay. That happened first. What I'm saying is I think he I think he's still too in shock of realizing he made out with his ex-girlfriend's daughter to think about anything else. I don't know. I th- I think that he did It's not un- I don't think it's truly until after Lauren's visit cuz Lauren then does the same thing with the hair. And that's when he's like, that was just But a Lauren did that with her hair before he left when he was watering the hydrangeas. Oh, did she? Yeah, I didn't notice it that That's time. why he kind of went like this when she goes, I'm going to law school. And oh, then okay. she does her hair thing. That's why I'm like, I'm pretty sure that's when he starts trying to put those two and two Got together. It. Like, those pieces of the puzzle okay. together. And then seeing Lauren <clears throat> do it again is when he was really like... Right. Yeah. Because he just eventually flat out asks her later in the movie. Yeah. Just tell me, is she mine? No. Several times. Yep. Well, and then she said, I never wanted her dad to know and they have that big long discussion yeah. and because hank is the attorney that he is and he is a pusher yeah and he just is just gonna push that envelope until to be fair 
I feel like in his situation, it's valid. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> because that would Did be. I have a kid that I didn't know about, and that's why all these people hate me even more. <laughs> that I then made out with in public. Right. Like, he needs to push. Yes. There's a lot of things riding on him. No, pushing. she's not yours. And But then he just keeps going. He's like, well, then I need to know yeah. because I don't believe you. Because yeah. <laughs> either you're it's almost lying. like prove it. Well, because then he's like, you're either lying or you cheated on me. Yeah. And so, yeah. And but. he had just left. He went to that Metallica concert and he had just left and you find out who her dad is. But. Yes. We'll leave that one spoiler. Yeah, that's not yeah, a. That's, it, yeah. But still, I was kind of like, what? Um, yeah. <clears throat> That's it for this week, guys. Thanks for listening. And if you have any movie facts or questions you want to add, send us an email at moviesandmochas20 at gmail.com. Or if you have any movie suggestions you want to add to our list, let us know what you want us to talk about. You can also find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Just look for the Movies and Mochas podcast. Have a great day, guys.